and I, I just went with it. Okay. All right. Well, I, I do apologize for the technology. It was Zoom. It was not, it was a product of our environment. It was the environment. <laughs> the environment. But anyway, look, let me just kick it off by saying, and welcome to the Pagey Train. Today, I have on Zoom with us today, Jay Knapp from Made in the West Film uh, Festival, Still Searching Productions, Revel Film, writer and producer. Welcome to the show, Jay. Ugh, you again. <laughs> Man, we've got some things to cover today. Obviously, we've just launched Rewind by Made in the West Festival. It's interesting that we've been working uh, online, but offline. We're not. I, I get these things confused. Are we working online? I think we're working online, aren't we? Well, yeah, I haven't but... seen you. I haven't seen you in weeks. Yeah, but we've been working together. We've been doing a lot of work. Yeah, well, it's just it's just the the product of you know of, of of our circumstances. I miss you dearly. I wish I was there in the studio doing this podcast there with you uh, and with Misty and enjoying her home cooked dinners. But this is what this is what we're facing. This is this is life as we know. This is COVID, man. You got to deal with it. But I think it's forced our hands in interesting ways, and uh, some of those ways are the way that we conduct our business. And, um, you know, we've started this show, Rewind, uh, in case you guys haven't checked it out yet. It's on our Made in the West Film Festival YouTube channel. You should totally go and subscribe to that, of course. Uh, but with that said, we've been doing a, a look back onto films that we've been doing through Made in the West over the last 10 years we've been doing this. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a journey, that's for sure. I um I love the idea when you and Misty suggested it. I thought it was such a fantastic way of... Of, of looking back, you know, reminding people that we've always been here, um, reminding them that we're always going to be here and just, you know, showcasing Western Sydney filmmakers, showcasing their short films. It's such a great way to get behind them, um, you know, especially during these times when we all feel like we're stuck inside, you know, maybe the creative juices are lacking, you know, it's such a great way to remind people that, um, you know, you can still be involved if you're stuck at home, you know, like a film, watch a film, uh, you know, there's all sorts of online classes, there's all sorts of, um, uh, you know, stuff that you can be learning, doing to better your craft, you know, it's a, uh, let's not look at these times as a, um, as a downside, you know, let's find, let's find the opportunities, you know. Well, there certainly are a lot of opportunities there. Um, I, I, you know, just releasing the recent um, episode of Rewind, the pilot, um, you know, we had films like, you know, Dead Man's Face, Wild Dances, and they, they, these films, you know, were absolute yardsticks and mile, uh, milestones in the uh, Main the West project, if you like. And it's good to sort of pump energy back into the, this older content that we would never would have looked at unless uh, people really wanted to uh, go and see it. And we've had a good reception so far. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just find it fascinating. I find it absolutely fascinating the situation that we're in. It's terrible that it's a crisis, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's forced our hand in a way to make us work differently. Like the podcast that we're on at the moment, normally we do it in the studio. Um, so now it's sort of the podcast is open up to doing more online stuff. Um, but as well with, um, with Rewind. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, guys, make sure you go and check it out. We've got an episode coming out this Friday. Uh, we're showing uh, Bleeding Backs, Man vs. Possum and Three Feet Deep. Um, again, some films that have had a massive impact on audiences in Western Sydney. Um, it's, just, it's just a strange thing to be doing. It's a strange thing to be doing, but it's a lot of fun. We should um, deconstruct those films. So they were Bleeding Backs, which of course was the best student film winning 
uh, winning film of, I think, 2017, 2016, possibly. 2016, maybe. Best student film, uh, 2016. 2016. And I think that was the real, like, was the first, like, action... I don't know, it felt to me like it was the first action-y, really, like, well-produced, uh, you know, all the, all the fight scenes were really well choreographed. Um, the acting was incredible. I'm pretty sure it picked up best sound design, best actor. Um, really, really good one by, of course, Matthew C. Vella. Um, so that's definitely one to, to look forward to. Oh, look, Matt, Matt did a really good job with this film. Like, it, 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 it did well. Obviously, it did well at Made in the West. But he went over to New York, to AMC, um, he went out, um, the film got shown in Edinburgh, um, and he took out so many awards. Like that, that film has so many laurels on its poster. It's, it's pretty insane. Yeah. And then we moved to, uh, Man versus Possum, which was also 2016. I think that was Brendan Watcher. Yeah. Brendan um, Watcher. Animated film, animated film. And it's so funny. It's definitely in my list, you know, of like, if there was like a top 10 or like a top 20 of Man in the West, like a... Triple J hottest countdown. It would totally be in my like top ten. Well, I think um, uh, Brendan also had a claymation. Is that right? A claymation, a stop, a stop motion. He had a stop motion film uh, before that, I think. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna uh, like the, the King and the Queen. I'm seeing like a crown, a regal. Yeah, yeah. It was this King and the Queen idea, and I think they were like um, killing servants and this sort of crazy stuff. Um, I'd like to get that on the show for rewind as well. Um, mm. But um, yeah, it's it's good to see animations. Like I've just um, for tonight, um, I've been a busy boy tonight. I, I've done the um, hostings for episode two uh, for Rewind, and uh, I was talking about the film. So I was talking about uh, Man versus Possum, and we'd like to see more animations in Made in the West. We only get a small smidgen of animation because animation is a difficult thing to achieve. Well, yeah. Do you have any experience working in animation? I don't, and I think it would be really maybe common, a common assumption that animation is easy or that it doesn't involve a lot of work. And I think that's, that's got to be wrong, right? Totally. It's way easier to get a camera and go into someone's house and go, let's shoot this story. That's way easier than doing a, a full animation. Animation is a lot of work. Like I personally don't have experience doing animation, but I've worked with animators and it, and it is an extreme amount of work. Um, th this is work that is done frame by frame. So you have to yeah. be a very patient person to do animation. Absolutely. I heard, I heard that Finding Nemo, the first, the first Finding Nemo, uh, took, took the animators uh, a week. Every five seconds of that film took a week. That's what I mean. Like, um, if, you're, if you're working at a frame rate of, let's just say, 25 frames per second, that's 25 stop motion ideas that happen per second. There's uh, a lot of work, uh, an, an immense amount of work. And that's why it's good to see stop motion in the festival because you go, wow, uh, this person's done a lot of work and to see it to um, be a finalist is even better. Um, but uh, it's great, great to showcase that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a lot of animators out there. It's just that it, it's hard to um, get a duration up to that time with a, with a story that will fit into what you're trying to achieve. It's a lot of work. Uh, so a, a big shout out to Brendan Watcher while we're here. Um, he's, he's done two animations for the festival. And by the way, Brendan, if you are listening, we are trying to signal here that we'd like some more animation films, okay? You do a good job if at that, it. If that wasn't obvious. And also, while you're here, like, share, like, subscribe. Yeah, share, like, subscribe. If you haven't checked out and uh, looked at the page of train, you're clearly watching it now. And while you're watching it, if you like it, hey, don't forget to subscribe. We need more subscribers. Are we doing okay in the subscription 
sweepstakes, if you like. Um, but we um, we have more listeners than we have viewers. So we do okay on the views. Pretty good going on the views. Um, but the listeners, our listeners are, are going really well. And uh, what was the third film? It's Three Feet Deep. Yeah, Rachel Bell Myers, uh, absolute rock star of the uh, film festival, two-time winner. Uh, I had to actually, um, when I was doing my hostings, because uh, if you can see behind me, that's where I do the hostings. Um, I was doing the hostings for this week's episode uh, for Three Feet Deep, and I was trying to figure out how to talk about Rachel, because Rachel has done so much in the festival. Uh, in fact, um, one year she was a, uh, a sponsor. Uh, after she had won a couple of times, she was actually a sponsor in the festival um, from uh, Jaded, uh, Jaded Bell Productions, actually. And uh, it took me about seven takes to sort sort out how to talk about Rachel. I realised that I need a teleprompter, um, you know, and they're 300 bucks. Should I get a teleprompter? Yes. Yes, you totally, should. Totally should. I look, I, I struggle to take all that is awesome about RBM and put it into, you know, so I, I get that. Um, I think Three Feet Deep is, uh, what, well, it was 2018. So what, let's recap. She won... Best in the West in 2016 for First World Problems, 2017 for Curated Illusions, and then came back in 2018 with Three Feet Deep, which picked up um, Best Score by Anisha Thomas. Um, Shout out to Anisha Thomas. Big shout out to Anisha Thomas. I had her on the show, um, I think it was about two months ago. It was this year. She was in this season. And yeah, uh, what a a fantastic operator. Um, I I, I don't have enough good things to say about Anisha. Uh, she is someone that is shooting for the stars, man. She is bold. She's a bold lady. Um, and mm. she's doing some incredible work um, with some really good, talented people out there. Uh, and I think shout it was... Really... To... Sorry? I was going to say, shout out to her um, to her small business, Soundhow. If you know you're looking for a film composer, look her up. She's mm-hmm. doing really great stuff. And she does a lot of um, like charitable, philanthropic, um, like giving back for every five jobs she does. She, she donates proceeds to a charity. So she's a really, really great human being. Yeah, yeah I've got a lot of time for her. Um, one day we're going to be watching her holding on to the biggest award you can get in filmmaking. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely sure of it. It may be not in the next five years, but it may be in the next 10 or 20 years where we see her on the big screen for sure. Or actually listening to her on the big screen. But back to Three speaking, Feet Deep. Speaking of the sound on Three Feet Deep. I we, never got to mention this I didn't mention this in the show uh, that we filmed tonight, um, but um, yes, I did do the sound design for Three Feet Deep and it was a very fun job. Um, I totally should have shouted myself out. I totally should have. <laughs> that was a missed opportunity. You really enjoy doing Foley, don't you, Rossi? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, it's a strange art. I've, I've talked about this a few times on the show. Um, it's something where you get to react the entire film. What I mean by react is like do a reenactment of, of the film, but you do it from a soundscape point of view. So it's like you're on, you're doing a lot of on-screen stuff where you're not on screen. All, all of the things that you're building are in the background. It's these nuances that make it real or, uh, uh, or provide the opportunity to suspend disbelief. And, and sound is a big part of that. And yeah. that's why I really enjoy doing Foley. Uh, since we've even met, uh, I think the first projects we did together back at um, you know university film school, we we did Foley together. Who you and me? Yeah, I've did got we? 
I, yeah, man. I was I was reminiscing about the uni days the other day because I was thinking about sleep. I was thinking about um, oh wow, wow something we did with Maddie and James and Natalie. Yeah, Ooh. that was in 2012. Um, and I don't remember if there was. I think I recorded sound on that possibly. Yeah, Maybe. you were you were sounding on a few things in the, around that time. But, Push uh, the envelope. Were you a soundie on that? I think so. Maybe not all. Maybe not all that. What? You're sounding on pushing the envelope. Maybe, maybe not all days, but maybe one of the days. Okay, trying to remember who the soundie was. (laughs) I'm sorry, whoever did that. (laughs) (laughs) All the busy. Can we just shout out to the sound operators? You do great stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) very, very good stuff. Boom pole operators. Oh well. You know, a big shout out to, um, uh, you know, Dave Bradford, actually. He's my current sound operator. He does a really good job. Um, uh, no, no formal education in doing sound, uh, but just really good at it. He's just really good at it. Um, so, but I need to go back and look up who did pushing the envelope. I feel terrible. I feel terrible, Jay. Who would it? <laughs> oh, I think, I think I remember who it was. You do? Yeah, when we don't speak his name. Oh, this is... Oh, I've blanked this out. That's why. Oh. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, let's not get into the uh, the deep annals of how I get defensive about my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a nice way to put it? That's a nice way to put yes. it. Huh? Yeah, that's definitely yes, a nice way to put it. Um, but uh, let, let, moving along from that kind of negativity... Um, we've got, um, you know, some, three films coming up this Friday. We're out every Friday. Um, we're showing these films, obviously, um, during COVID, uh, which is a real kick in the balls for so many people, us included. Um, and some, are people, some people are doing better than others. Some people are doing worse than others. We understand that. Uh, but I, I guess the goal of the show is to entertain people. We want to show people this content that um, not, may not necessarily have seen it before. And just to... Um, illustrate that Western Sydney are doing some really good things in film, man. We're like we 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 we're kicking some ass out there, to be quite frank. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's great to get the films out of the you know out of the backlog. It's great to give them a, a, a bit of you know a lease of life and to give them some air. Um, you know, uh, filmmakers, finalists that um, enjoy the spotlight of Made in the West go on. They've had other opportunities at what Fairfield City Museum and Gallery, at Liverpool City Council, at the Western Sydney Leadership Dialogue. Um, so this is just another opportunity. Jesus. <laughs> what? I totally forgot all about this. We, we, we do so many things. Like you just. Well, I mean, Man in the West isn't, it isn't the end, you know? A lot, of these li- a lot of these films get this second lease on life, third lease on life, and it's because, the, you know, we're really lucky that we have those partnerships with those places. Um, so Rewind, you know, is something that we're doing, um, but, you know, it's great, that, it's great that we can support these filmmakers and have a bit of fun along the way. Oh man, we had some of the, you've just taken me back. Like we've had these films playing at train stations in Fairfield and Liverpool yeah. and Liverpool Mall. And I think even some of this content got down to Melbourne at some point. Like this is, it's just insane where we've pushed on this content. But I've I just been, been going through this journey because obviously you go through the database. So there's a big part of what you've been doing. Um, going through the database, looking at films that we've shown uh, previously. Because like as someone who curate, uh, curates films and... Um, tries to put this content together. It's difficult to get someone to be participating in a show where their film hasn't done the full circuit yet. So my target has been pre 2018. 
Uh, with that said, I do I have wrangled a few 2019 films recently. You guys know who you are, and uh, I won't I won't um, uh, put too many spoilers out there straight away. But there are some 2019 films that will be in Rewind. But my main target has been, um, you know, that content that's already done the lap. And for me, it's been interesting going on this journey where you look at the creme de la creme, if you like, or the gem de la femme, if you will, of, um, <laughs> of films that are out there. Because, um, like, bringing up Wild Dancers, Wild Dancers is a, a film that we showed last week. And I just remember watching this movie going, this is just, this is just amazing, the content that we're making. And then, you know, um, looking at the uh, dead man's face was his own, my own, my own. I must say, uh, when I did the hosting for that, I got that wrong, but it's already out there. There's no going back. Um, but uh, looking at these films... There is going back because we go back every Friday. We do. Like, subscribe. <laughs> Get your, uh, this is how... I, I think the introduction that I do is... Um, man, I've done so many takes of this, this uh, tonight. Um, <laughs> it's... Um, your weekly dose of short films from the Film Festival Archive. Um, but going through that archive is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, it just, I don't know, it gives you the warm and fuzzies. I think that's a good is way it, to put it. Is it interesting to observe almost like the dialogue of every year? Like are there certain years where it's like really internal, you know, people are self-contemplating things. Are there certain years where there's a lot of guns and violence? Are there certain years where there's a lot of, I don't know, hyper, hyper drama? Yeah, anything like I, I think there are different influences for different people making films. I think a, a, an obvious corner to go to in that kind of discussion would be um, political sometimes people make a political film, like you'll get those documentaries that are political or films that have a statement that are trying to make society better to identify an issue. But mm. there's always been those films, the fluid part of what you're talking about would be films where you get, you know, one year you get more horrors, you get a lot of horror films and one year you get a lot of action films. I think it's really dependent on the zeitgeist of what's going on in Western Sydney and globally at the time. Oh, Zeitgeist. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. University education or YouTube. Um, you know, extraordinaire looking after the zeitgeist. Um, mm. But um, no, no. But I think um, yeah, it's it depends what's going on at the time. Um, and I, I think it's such a, a complex thing to think about. I, I've thought about it at the time about what these films are in that year. But then going back, I'll give you an example, an analogy that we would, I'm well, not an analogy, but um, something that we would say at the festival is every year is better than the last. And, and, and that's true to an extent. That, that's true. I think we say that in the context of the broad spectrum of films that we receive. Like, you know, we've got film one to film 20. All of them are awesome at the moment. But there was a time where you go back to five years and you'd go, well, there's five of them that are awesome and there's 15 that are good. But those five awesome films are totally in contrast with the films that we're getting now. So looking back, I realised that they've always been good. It's just something that we're getting more tapped into. The thing, that, the thing that's changed and the thing that I'm learning is that the films are always good. They're always, they're always good. It's just that we, we have an ability to tap into them more so, or in fact, perhaps um, inspire people 
to to make them and yeah that's that's the strange thing that i've been finding is the quality yeah it does increase over the block of films that we receive but the, you know if you look at a film like sunday for instance uh which was back in 2014 i think it was about 2014 i think i have that right big shout out to um uh, uh bridget levang um beautifully shot film gorgeous movie absolutely gorgeous movie but that was in 2014 a clear winner it took out the best in the west it took out the audience choice award but if you put that in contrast to films that have been out recently like um, melon grab um uh, campesinos you know they, they, these films are, are in the same spectrum it's just that we've invited more people to participate and that gives you a wider spectrum so i think that feeling of it being better every year comes from that bulk upload of all of these great films. But um, yeah. essentially those films have always existed. They've always been there. It's just that we've shined a, a light on it. That's, that, that's what I'm starting to learn by going back it's through this part of, It's a part of every year getting better uh, that uh, people are submitting films one year, getting that feedback, submitting again the next year. They're, they're spending the time honing their craft. Yeah, totally. I think um, there, there is an element of that. But I think, um, I guess the, the point that I'm driving to is um, that human spirit. The talent is there. It's just that honing those talents, you will get better films um, from a technical perspective. You know, they're shot better. They sound better. They have a narrative arc. But the thing that I noticed that hasn't really changed is the heart. There's, that heart is just as intense as it was today, as it is five, seven, eight years ago. The heart yeah. is the same. Um, the application of that heart may have changed across the, the wider spectrum, but there are films that we have gotten and received and presented that are in the same ilk now. Like imagine if Sunday played in the 2018 film festival. It may yeah. have still won. Like that, that, that's my point. But at the, other, at the other end of the contrast is that um, um, some of our semi-finalists now, we look at our semi-finalists, you go, man, if you'd entered the festival three years ago, you would have had a you know, podium finish. No doubt. There's no doubt. And that's where that feeling comes from. I guess, I guess I, don't want to, I don't want it to come across as a negative thing. Um, I think it's a positive thing. But I, I just think on reflecting, on rewinding, if you will, don't forget to subscribe um, <laughs> on, <laughs> on rewinding. You just, you start to realize that that human spirit is always in there. And I just find that that's what gets the hairs on your arm standing up. It's what makes you realize that um, this society that we're in uh, has this, it's, it's totally democratic. Like it's totally democratic. Um, it's totally um, an opportunity for people to have a platform. And once you provide, provide that platform, people will fill that void. If you provide, if you, if you say to someone, there's an opportunity here to have your film on a four story screen with a full DCP, they'll give it a red hot shot. They just will. That just will. Hey, speaking of, um, semi-finalists, you've got me thinking about, um, one from last year, a gentleman that we know as Tim Mallon, who did Epilogues, um, which was a, I suppose, a documentary, and it, it interviewed people who had gone through the grief uh, the, of losing someone. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember watching it. I'm not sure if it was a standout for you, but it was certainly a standout for me. Um, Tim, of course, was in our 2016 uh, festival with mm-hmm. his film Mountie County, which was another little docker. Ma- sorry, Mountie County stories from Dawson Mall. Uh, get the full That's, title in. Yeah, but we just called it um, Mountie County. I, I was actually um, looking at Mountie County today to put it into Rewind. Um, oh, yeah. oh, please put it in rewind. It is on my list. It is like a standout for me. It's absolutely amazing. Tim, to me, he is someone to watch. Yeah, oh, look, um, Mountie County, um, for me, is one of those... Um, oh, not maybe, maybe grab you by the throat's a bit wrong. Um, it's, one of those, well, it's one of those films that really brings something up from the surface and goes, look at this. And um, judge it, if you will. Think badly of it, if you will, but this is how it is. It's a very, it's a very, very real style of filmmaking that that Tim was doing. It's very real, um, and and in some respects, it can be a bit confronting for people um, seeing those kind of documentaries. Because um, don't get me wrong, you'll get the surface um, judgment of like, oh, just Westies, just Westies being Westies, but I think he was diving into deeper ideas, and. Yeah, totally. Tim, big shout out, mate. I'm coming for you. We want your film for uh, Rewind. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he is someone that is a, a, a mover and groover and is onto the pulse. That's for sure. And another film that would be in my dream lineup, I've got to say, is Where is Damien Stafford? Um, by ah, you, you're going to be stoked. You're going to be stoked. I landed. Why? Um, Alex. Alex uh, Donor. Mm-hmm is the creator of um, um, Damien Stafford or um, where is or who is? No, where I'm is? Not sure. I'm not sure if we should be saying creator. We should like submitted by, by Alex, but I'm sure he had a team. I'm sure it wasn't just him. I'm pretty sure the other guy's name might be Abel. I could have that wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, it was just, yeah, but he was the leader. He was the guy that was um, spearheading the, the project. Um, Came along he, to the festival in 2016. Yeah, of course and he has a whole team behind him. On behalf of Jerome for best actor. Yeah, yeah, he did a great job. But he also did um, one that is really close to my heart. I mean, I must say it's close to my heart because it's um, one of the films that has made me laugh the most, um, <laughs> uh, which is um, uh, Windscreen. Uh, Australian Dream. Say again? The Australian Dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely fantastic film. We've actually got, I've actually landed him today to be on Rewind. So I've got both of the, I've locked him in for both of those films. Um, but yeah, I think Windows is definitely in contrast with films like um, She's Not Your Type uh, with, uh, by uh, Maddie C. Villa again, another Maddie C. Villa film. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the crowd reaction to those films is just amazing. So I'd like to see, it's interesting to see what the um, digital reaction is, how people react in the digital space. Um, and I guess that that's what Rewind is. We're the alternative, right? We're alternative content. Like, how many times can you go and watch Stan? How many times can you go and watch Netflix? We've got some alternative content here that is totally made by people that you probably know uh, by Six yeah. Degrees of Separation, right? So, um, yeah, I totally recommend it to people. Like, I don't know why we didn't get onto this earlier. It took a crisis for us <laughs> to, uh, to figure out uh, where we're at. 
That's, this uh, is like don't don't focus on the negativities. Look at the blessings. Like find your find be find the gratitude. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, a, a thing that I say to a pe- a people a lot because we've all done it before. We've all put ourselves in the victim position. If only I had is a is a frequent saying, right? Um, and and we don't. Um, if you're going to take stock of what you got, you're going to count what you have, what you don't have. Don't count what you don't got. Count what you got. And it's just, I just find it really strange that we had all of this content with all of this wonderful network of filmmakers with all of this content and we're just sitting on it. We're just, it, it, it's, we're waiting for the next festival because that's what you do as a festival director. That's what you do as a managing director. That's what you do as an event coordinator. You, you, you're constantly looking forward and, 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 and don't get me wrong. You, there's sometimes that you have reflection. We've done some of those reflective moments in Made in the West, but nothing like this, nothing where we go, let's pump some life into this clip because this clip is really good. And if you missed it, you're missing out. And here's an opportunity, another opportunity to see it. Yeah. Um, we should do a shout out to um, some of those how to's, uh, how to write a screenplay, how to speak English again. Amen. You'd be happy again. You'd be happy again, J Man. Uh, we we haven't talked. Clearly, we haven't talked since. Uh, maybe well, you've been looking. Clearly, the- there's a pandemic, Ross. <laughs> I landed those two films today for a week for, for reasons. <laughs> yeah. So, how to how to write a screenplay was Cat Soul, and that was 2018, and she got runner-up best student film. Oh, actually, um, no, I didn't get Cat Soul. I haven't got I haven't got that film yet. She's on my hit list. Liar. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll, I will. I will get in touch with her. Um, but um, sorry, what was the other film you're talking about? How to Speak English by Tiffany. Yes, Lou. How to Speak English. Yes. Yeah. So um, we got that film today. Um, mm. We got the approval. I really, really today. Like film. But um, how to write a screenplay? I just can't think of a better film in the current context. Um, maybe Hunger. I got Hunger today as well. Kevin Kim. Yes. Yeah, Hunger was. Uh, well, what it was. It was great to talk to Kevin today. Um, because he got, well, he, he resonated with me. He was like, man, this is a perfect film for the current situation. I go a little bit dystopian, a little bit, maybe, or maybe it has an Orwellian, uh, traits to it that will fit in the Corona crisis. But ultimately though, when you look at these films, you go, um, they're either escapism or they're a little bit of a reference to where we are now. And mm. either which path you take with these films, they're entertaining. There's something that you could sit down with some popcorn, a six pack of beer, um, either watch it on your phone, watch it on your PC, watch it on your projector. If you're running it through your PC, if you're a crazy man like me, um, they, they, these are films that you could totally be entertained by 30 minutes of your time. And you're going to have a good time and you're going to realize that um, everything's not Hollywood, man. There are other options. There are other things out there. Totally. And give it a go. Like, yeah. I mean, if you you can watch them for for the entertainment factor, but everyone carries, everyone carries a camera around in their pocket these days, you know, like just give it a crack. Well, I do. There's a lot of people tapping into that. There's a lot of even festivals that are tapping into um, mobile um, created content. Um, But yeah, I just think, yeah, that there's a, there's a missed opportunity if people don't watch this content. It's like kind of um, buying your fruit from Coles or buying fruit from your local, you know, uh, stop on the side of the road. 
Uh, you know that you're going to get a better mango locally than you are imported. And, and, that, and that's kind of what's going on with Made in the West. You're going to get yeah. some really decent content that's of a different alternative view. And, and all of it is um, not that it has one specific view. There's, mul- there's a multitude and a myriad of views that, that are, are shown in these films. Um, I think there's some films I've got to be careful of showing. I was going through the list today. Some are a little bit too rated R, I think. Some are a little bit too rated R. But that's what Man in the West is. I know, I know, I know, I, I know. If you're trans- like if you're translating that into a YouTube environment, um, which is a bit more public domain, I suppose, then yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, some of them are a bit too heavy. But there are certainly some in there that can really show um, some folks that we're doing something that's really cool. And there's, um, yeah, there's a lot of cool things that are going on. Um, but with that said, um, you know, Maine the West isn't over for this year just yet. Um, we're still, we, we may be doing this um, internet series of, um, you know, Rewind. But that doesn't mean the festival's over yet. We've still got the potential to do the festival. We need to wait to see how um, the rules change for, you know, social distancing and public gatherings, of course. And we even have plans in place to think about what a digital festival will look like in November. We've already started drawing plans for that. So for anyone that's listening, we still have a platform. And totally. So we're monitoring the advice from the chief medical officer from the government from all of those people that we should be listening to um and we will make a decision whether or not made in the west goes ahead in a physical format by august september probably um and should that happen then made in the west will absolutely proceed in a digital capacity whatever in whatever whatever that looks like to be yeah, to be determined we are going forward and a part of that going forward is actually ironically is looking back and that's where i come back to that idea as a as a uh, festival uh, manager and a, a curator as an event coordinator we look forward to what we're going to do we go right here's some content let's get a dcp together let's get this on a cinema screen let's get some bums on seats let's sell some popcorn let's sell a couple of beers let's 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 show some people some really cool content and um there only there may be a few windows where we look back but when this scenario where it's a full window looking back and I, I just can't say enough how, how blown away I am by going through this content and going, man, if you think it's cool now, it was cool before. It was totally cool before. And it's just getting better, right? It's just getting better. So yeah. um, with that said, after we get the blank year of 2020, where we look back in hindsight, which I just find again so ironic that we're in this year, 2020, and we're looking back over all of this content to then look at 2021 to look at the new content that's coming. I just think we're in a really exciting time. We're in an exciting time to look at how we conduct ourselves in a workplace. We're in an exciting time to look at at how we create content, how we collaborate, the process of collaboration, the process of content creation. This, this is just an amazing, unprecedented time in human history. And I just yeah. find it exciting that we're at the coalface doing it. It's yeah. just so exciting to me. 
Uh, and I mean, even in a, in a, like a wider capacity, you know, um, something that I have heard about, um, there was a story on the project, it was around, um, you know, we're going through this pandemic, um, and it's this idea of all of this stuff has stopped, international travel, going crossing borders, you know, planes and all that, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, we get to choose what we return to, right? Like, if climate change is this next big thing that's bearing down on us, like, let's not have so many flights now, you know? Let's, let's, let's look at what we can be doing to, to manage that a bit better. Yeah, I think we've been, again, it comes down to that opportunity. We have an opportunity yeah. to look at how we're doing things in the past versus looking forward because don't get me wrong looking forward is it's very important it's very important to see what the future is but yeah. i think what you know the, the past is important to see what the future is and i think maybe we got a bit lost maybe we got a bit that there is the, something about the past to condemn to repeat it oh history repeats itself is that where we go i don't know i don't know i don't know misty would, know. Misty would totally know but I think we've reached uh, the end of our podcast, J-Man. I think we're right at the end. And I miss you so much. I miss you too, man. Like, um, we, work, we work together so well, but we work together very well online as well, even though that sometimes I'm a day late on my updating of the database, I know. Um, but <laughs> these things happen. But look, man, let me wrap it up by saying it's fantastic working with you, J-Man. Drinking beer with you or cider? You're a cider drinker, I know. I would never drink beer. You disgust me. Disgust me. You, disgust you don't know me at all. But let me say, um, it, it's fantastic working with you, online or offline. I can't stop burping. It's all right. It's Maybe I'll wrap it up. So thanks everyone for listening to the, <laughs> the baby train. I'm Roscoe. <laughs> drank way too much beer on this podcast as per usual but let me finally wrap this up by saying thank you so much for being on the show jay man and uh, and look guys if you want to get some promotions done don't be hesitant um check out the still searching uh productions page if you want to be a part of the page train let me know um uh, we're totally up for promoting people's films and promoting what they're doing at the time and uh if you need any foley promotions done again contact us and of course check out rewind on the made in the west youtube channel and of course again tick like on facebook and again thank you so much jay for being on the show i'd just like to say if anyone wants a hug or a compliment they can hit me up not free honey but available. Just, a, just, a, just a shout out to me that's all <laughs> Well, a big shout out straight back out to you, J-Man. And you've been watching The Pager Train and we will see you next time. <laughs> I think that's it. I think we got to the end. Is that the end? Hopefully my tambourine didn't cut you off. Oh, man. Six pack into this fucking podcast. Jesus, I had so much going on. Band, band, show, podcast. Jesus, I've got to pee. Yes, Linda. <laughs> Oh, let me, let me, let me just press stop.